Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now entering Nerdist.com. It's great. I think that's the best opening Bond thing. It really is. Though it, if you, if you, it has no lyrics, obviously. Yeah. But come on. It is. I feel like the the theme that is often adapted. You hear. I mean, I, I really like. I feel like this is used more than you think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's used quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but I also, it's a, it's such a different. Already, it's a different thing because of the fact there are no words. And that was an odd choice to break that hard. They made a lot of strong choices in this movie. They were like, forget these other, what yeah. what we've done. And I think that was the biggest problem with it, yeah. in, a, in yeah. a way. Well, there's a few. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, but like also, like, I felt like this movie ceased to be its own a few times. Like, the theme song is showing clips of other movies and like and I don't think that they've ever done that before no, I that's a mistake it makes it's yeah like, you think so I do because I, I think it does make so many strides to do its own thing and then occasionally will slip back into like being a little insecure that it's not a Connery movie or something exactly like yeah. I feel like it's like it's the same yeah. it's the same don't worry Trust it's us. the same but it isn't at all yeah <laughs> look at these memories he has in his desk but listen oh. to this this is fuzzy synthesizer with alpine horns you've never heard that oh, before oh it's yeah it's Go really home. a delight uh, I really do like this theme although I don't know if I like it as the opening theme yeah, that's a weird yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like you want you want that song you need yeah, that yeah. song although I would listen to this yeah. all, day. All, all day all day all day it's basically there on her majesty's secret <laughs> service it fits it's really clean uh, well welcome to James Bonding everybody uh, this is uh, I believe 0012 is the number on this one I, I could so. be wrong could be 11 I don't know uh, our guest today is, uh, you know him from all kinds of television, The League on FXX, NTSFSVU over on the Adult Swim, yes. and of course his uh, very own podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, How Did This Get Made? Paul well, Shears joining thank us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited 
to be on this podcast. We're happy to have you. You were the first guest that we basically locked down on a movie because when we announced it on Twitter, <laughs> yes. you claimed this one. Right oh, away. I wanted it. Was it. A I wanted move. I was very excited. I mean, I'm a I'm a big James Bond fan. Um, when I was a kid, my dad we would go to like Star Trek conventions, nice, uh, which was awesome <laughs> in every way. Um, but they would always have like a little. There'd always be like a James Bond subsect yeah. of the Star Trek convention. I know exactly what you're That's talking exactly about. Exactly right. So you know, I had um, I had like a James. Like you know how um, I guess you could go to Disneyland and they have like a Indiana Jones kit where it's like a foam hat yeah. and uh, it's something that looks like a whip and yeah. a gun. Yeah. They I had uh, something like that for James Bond that I had gotten out of what? one of those Star Trek what? conventions. Like I want to say it was made by Corgi or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, sure you know? it was. Yeah. And uh, it was great. It was a little Walter PPK <laughs> yeah. and a little uh, badge, even though he doesn't really have a badge. <laughs> More like a wallet, yeah. like a, a wallety kind of badge. Um, and it was great. And I also had like a little Aston Martin that you could hit a button and the top would fly off. Yes. I was very excited about that. And I never understood as a kid why they didn't have action figures for James Bond movies. Right. They wanted those action figures so yeah. badly. And they still don't. No, they no. had those. They did. Corgi did make little like tin yes. soldiers that didn't move. Yes, but they useless. were to scale with their cars. That's true. Yeah, they were not. <laughs> it's the most fun. British a toy could be. Yeah, it really was. Like pre-war Let's just put this here. <laughs> no, it doesn't move. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I For whatever reason, I think my first... James Bond, like, why I believe it, like, sticks out to me the most is I remember View to a Kill most vividly. So do I. And, and, and that yeah. was the one that was like, whoa. Me too. And then I went back and found Sean Connery and all yeah. that stuff later. But that, like, View to a Kill was uh, kind of mind-blowing. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, who's doing View to a Kill? Oh, well, <laughs> we do have a... Sp- Let's just say this. So we, we yeah. were talking about doing a live episode of View to a Kill because so many people want to do that. Oh, wow. And we're kind of thinking we had room for one more. So hey, if you want to join us for that. I, yes. Please. I would love it because as I'm talking about it, I'm, like, I'm getting all excited about it again. <laughs> what is, I'm finding that there is there used to be this hate for that movie, but now there's a real love. And I don't know if it's nostalgic. Well, I think what we're running into is the people in our in our generation or age group. Yeah. That was the sort of mi- middle of the 80s James Bond yes. movie that everybody reasons. saw. Like you came of age enough to be able to go to the movie theater by yourself with some friends for that summer and see it a bunch of times and then they ran it on cable like crazy and there was a real like I think you know the sexuality of it with Grace Jones and Christopher Walken is so crazy it was like about computers like there I remember so many scenes from that movie and you're right I think it's just like it just played so much I haven't seen it in years, but there's so many vivid moments of that that movie just throwing the guy out of the uh, the blimp. Yeah. <laughs> the blimp. Amazing. It's basically Goldfinger. It's one of my yeah. favorite Bond movies for some reason. It's really good, but uh, I I feel like I have one cool piece of James Bond. I don't know if it's trivia or uh, not trivia. It's just for me, it was cool. I was at the Radio City Music Hall premiere of. Uh, of not oh wait of course I'm not messing up not uh, Goldeneye was it Goldeneye yes or, or was it maybe the second Brosnan what's the second Tomorrow Brosnan never Tomorrow never dies. dies no then it was definitely Goldeneye, it was definitely Goldeneye. <laughs> wow. and it was it was amazing because it was you know the first Brosnan movie was going to yeah. be amazing I went to a, a James Bond convention the night before in Manhattan I met Q which was oh, amazing what? I have a picture with Q oh my god Desmond Llewellyn right that's yep. his name and uh, 
And then you were in Radio City Music Hall, and you know Pierce Brosnan introduced the movie, and the and you know the 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 circle, the oh. bullet, you know the bullet circle kind of yeah, goes around yeah. the screen, and it was it was exciting. Uh, it was a very very exciting. I was in the very top of the balcony. That's awesome. And it was wow. really really fun to see that. We've never had someone who's been to a premiere. Uh, yeah, and it so. wasn't. I didn't even. I don't even think it was like an official like. Bond premiere as much as it was like a fan premiere, but I don't know. Like I, I wasn't even that even concerned about who. Like now I'm thinking it probably was a premiere. Like in my mind I was yeah. like, this is just for fans. We're all fans. I remember getting dressed up. You were wearing and your going, corgi. Outfit. Yeah, I was wearing right. <laughs> yeah. very excited. Oh, you're a little old for the badge, leave but it, at home. it was cool to have it just in case people asked. Did you? So when would you have? Do you have a favorite James Bond? It's interesting because. Now I'm really, you know, obviously I, I'm really liking the new ones. Yeah. I, you know, I really enjoyed Skyfall a lot. And I don't know if that's just because it's it's timely. Like right now it's like it's fresh in my mind. Yeah. But like Skyfall, I think really kind of pulls everything together in an interesting way. It's like, oh, it gives you a realism, but it's gritty. And there's, a, you know, there's there's stuff in there that I really like. But if I'm going to be as honest as I, I, I yeah. think it would have to be like the Goldfinger, I think is mm-hmm. probably the one that I've seen the most yeah. that I think... I like that and From Russia with Love. Or those are like the two that yeah, I feel like I like, love From Russia with Love. Yeah. So 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 good. And uh and they're just classic great movie. I don't know. I love them. I like the the first three Sean Connerys, even Dr. No is great. You know, yeah. it's like they're and and I think I've gotten a real distaste for Roger Moore even though I like From uh, View to a Kill so much. It just I I was like once I found Sean Connery, I was like, "Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't I don't like yeah. I don't like this anymore." And I really like uh and Pierce Brosnan was in those just never worked a hundred percent. Yeah, he's my least favorite. Yeah. Oh, really? Your least? Gets no love. Yeah. He gets no love on this. And podcast. he was the one that people wanted the most because it was like Remington Steele. Oh, yeah. if he didn't do that, he could have done this. Yep. And it. And I think ultimately, though, it's not his fault because I think the it was the time. Those movies were being made, yeah. yeah, like the Christmas Jones and oh. all that Denise Richards bullshit. It was like terrible. Yeah, and also what they felt like they had to compete with, you know, mm-hmm. like True Lies had come out. And oh like, yeah, and like, oh, Die let's go. the yeah. Ice Hotel and yeah. driving around the yeah. Ice Hotel. Like, there's a lot, and I, I've seen all of them in the theaters. I never, you know, I never missed one. But you know, and then and and uh, who's the guy in between? I'm forgetting his name. Not uh, Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. And Dalton's movies suffered from boringness. Like they were like the first one was like Living Daylights. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like you know, I mean, my memory of that is this is boring. <laughs> Must have bored the Living Daylights out of it. <laughs> but I really do love License to Kill with Robert Davi. Yeah. Because that one seems so kind of violent. And uh, and that one's a little a, bit darker. That one's the most eighties actiony. Definitely, yeah, definitely because like, it's got a Michael yeah. Kamen score, which like associates you with his diehard yeah. lethal For weapon. So, in my brain, yeah. even as a kid, though, I just associated those. I, I associated License to Kill and Cobra. Those oh, were like two yeah. movies in that's, my head that I felt tonally were like the yeah. same yeah. thing. Yeah. And the the other James Bond movie that's worthy of mentioning for me is Live and Let Die, which is. I still think that's like I think that's my favorite Roger Moore. That's one, one of my favorite Bonds as well. It's yeah. really cool, yeah. and it's again like the coolest Bond movies. I feel like are the ones that are a little bit more dark, a little bit more foreboding and weird. Yeah, uh, that one's definitely weird. That's yeah. a weird it's one. A I mean, exploitation movie. That yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And then like uh, you know, Yaffa Koto <laughs> gets killed by blo- like, yeah. literally blowing up. Like yes. he gets full like almost with helium and explodes. <laughs> yes, uh, it's. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 you know, I'm definitely a James Bond fan, and I look forward to it. But I, I really like these, most of these Daniel Craig ones. Well, this, uh, so here we are in 1969, guys. Yes. Uh, it's been three years since we've seen a James Bond movie. Sean Connery has said, uh, "Fuck you, Cubby Broccoli." I'm sorry, I don't mean to put a, show these guys a picture. Of oh my god! This, I'll tweet this when this comes out. But there's a behind the scenes that is amazing. Of, That's exactly how it is in my head of the Yafet Koto balloon. Oh my god! Character that my friend gave me. I wish that they had like you could buy that just somehow. Just <laughs> just buy it. Um, okay, so uh, this is the sixth. This is the sixth movie in the James Bond franchise. This is a. Uh, for a long time, was widely regarded as not great. Yeah. And then, I think, rediscovered by a lot of people, by people who just had... There was enough time between Sean Connery not being in it and George Lazenby that you could look at it and go, wow, that was actually pretty enjoyable. Uh, so, it's 1969, three years without a James Bond movie. Now, so there's no reason for that other than they just didn't know what to do with themselves? I, I think that people... Because, again, the, the reason why I picked this movie... Was because I always felt like I was a supporter of this one. Was like you got to yeah. see that, and people were like that was the one with the bad James Bond. Like you know, like yeah. he was just like and because he did one, it was it was viewed as like that was the bad one. And I've always liked it. Um, watching it again last night uh, and this morning, I am like I have, oh, I you have too, some, huh? yeah yeah <laughs> I have some opinions on it that are a little bit different. But I think overall, um, I think my opinion about it is it's a good movie kind of in the vein of what they're doing now because it's, mm-hmm. it's more yeah. real, raw yeah. realism based for Definitely. the most part absolutely but i think that he's not good i agree um it's yeah. ahead of its time but he's yeah. he's a misstep yeah it's a shame and i realized today why that might have been because i did oh, a little research he was a male model yeah. Yeah. and 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 there's something like that makes sense like he does a lot of <laughs> Posing and he kind of <laughs> he looks does. the part, and yeah. but he's not like there's no chops there. Yeah. And 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 Roger Moore for his campiness, and Sean Connery for, Sean Connery for his well, gritty. No, we Con- call Connery here. Sure, Connery, Connery. Yeah. for his uh, grittiness. Mm-hmm. Like everybody had a thing, and he's just lo- like if you put an ad like a Burberry ad of like James Bond, you're like, oh yeah, that works. Yeah, he looks the part. Yeah, he just doesn't act the part yeah there, there's no thing that's pull you in yeah, yeah yeah he's not i mean if you look through you look down the line of all the james bonds they're all fair i mean let's brosnan you know has his moments of not being a great actor but i think throughout the james bond movies you you're stuck with these leading men who actually can act they right. can be in other yes. things they can do what they need to do and but, brosnan brought his own like he was Brosnan. He was always like he was always delivering that type of James Bond. Well, the problem we're the problem we're finding as we're going through these movies, uh, and I think Matt, you'll agree with me because I said we, okay. and I'm not meaning no, the royal we. I'm in. meaning us together. Uh, is that Brosnan? Brosnan toes the line. He never figures out which James Bond he wants to be. Yes, that's and a he's good... yeah, he's always either going to be like I'm going to be Sean Connery, I'm going to beat the shit out of this woman, yeah, or. I'm going to be Roger Moore and uh, get some double takes from some pigeons. But either yeah. way, I'm going to act it <laughs> out of my, The pores of my skin are going to be acting. <laughs> my jaws, my lips. It's so crazy because he really felt like he 
wanted this. Yeah, like he want, and he would have continued. Oh yeah, if it's he would have continued in the documentary too. that he was hurt and sad that it was over. The oh, other yeah. ones were kind of like, oh, all right, it's time. Yeah, you know, Roger Moore maybe having fun. Roger Moore is enjoying himself, but Roger Moore is so old. That's yeah. the thing that I didn't realize yeah. when you watch James Bond now, and you when I watch it as a kid, I didn't realize yeah. how old he's he 45 is. Forty-five and Live and Let Die, his yeah. first movie. Wow, fifty-seven and loot. He's due to a kill. Like the wow. same age yeah. as. Connery, right? He's a year older. He's a year older than Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah he and is... did it till nineteen eighty fucking five. I know that you've probably been asked this question yeah, on yeah. the podcast, but I'm going to ask it again. You are going to do uh, the the non never the, say the never. Non, again. Yeah, never yeah. say yes, never. Yes, we are. Which again is another movie that I kind of like, but that's also where Sean Connery showed his. I mean, I don't know if yeah. I liked it. Like as a kid, I was like more Sean Connery. Yes, yeah. Because then they go back to Thunderball. Like Thunderball's after this, right? Is or no? They, they bring Thunderball. Or Thunderball Diamonds the Forever. Yeah. Diamonds, Diamonds Forever. That's right the one they bring yeah. back. Sorry. Yes. Thunderball is what Never Say Never is a remake of. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same exact plot. Uh, so first of all, let's let's talk about uh, the supporting players in this movie. You got amazing, amazing. No. Diana Rigg is yeah. fucking awesome. I would say she's in my top. I would even say top five James Bond girls, if not even higher. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I wish she was in a better uh, received film because she's so good and, and often forgotten. She's beautiful oh, and she's, gorgeous. she's great. And she's acting and yeah. she's doing, yeah. oh, she's so good. And the and the other thing too is uh, Telly Savalas. <laughs> Telly Savalas, ladies and gentlemen. Smokes his cigarette like this. Uh, that was what I couldn't well, stop staring at. Draco, uh, Draco also smokes a cigarette with a, uh, you know, I, I love that idea that there's a holder for yeah. your cigarette yeah. because it's too, dis- <laughs> too pedestrian to smoke uh, directly. Well, here's the thing with that. Uh, that was put on, because the because they didn't smoke filtered cigarettes in those days, oh, okay. it would get way too hot to hold. Oh, okay. much like the Ghostbusters. Yeah, of course. Oh, That's hilarious. <laughs> Just like Bobby Brown warned us. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so let's let's. I'm going to jump in here with our notes. Uh, this opens up. This opens up at Universal Exports. So we see the outside of of. of oh, James can Bond's I even office. can yes, I even go. give you one thought before that? Please Same go here. ahead. The because the, the the gun the gun barrel yes. is first. Yeah, I would like to talk about the gun barrel because I think every Bond has uh, a pose, and I, and I think they're always interesting to. And Lazenby's pose is questionable. <laughs> um, it's a kneel. Yeah. He kneels. Yeah. He almost like does a, a leg squat. It's another moment where you feel like they're going too far to separate themselves. A yeah, bit. that one I was like, it just doesn't seem actiony to me. Like it, and there's moments of him doing some good action, but that. <laughs> Plus, he's wearing a hat still, like the Connery yeah. one. And I don't know; it's time to lose the hat because and the never Connery one. Movie. I think the Connery one was, but he did, but he always had a hat on. He always I had suppose. well, he always had a hat in his hand that he yeah. threw on Money Penny's. Right. I don't. I, and, and yet Connery he never wasn't wore a even hat. the guy in the gun barrel for the first three movies. Right. It was the stuntman, and yeah. they just never changed it for three so movies. crazy. Yeah. The thing, but also what they do this time, which is different, they also add a little uh, effect to the gun barrel. Some some sheen oh. to it that moves nice. as yeah, the barrel moves, mm-hmm. which Upgrade. you know. Hey, look at this, guys! They technology. took three years of technology to find that. <laughs> it's it's much better than when they decided in was it Diner of the Day to make the bullet come at you. Oh, the bullet. oh yeah, <laughs> bullet goes into the barrel of the other person's gun. 
And then still it bleeds for no reason. <laughs> You'd be fine. No, but if you do this shot, you do bleed inside your gun. Oh, is that's that what just, happens? Um, yeah. I will also say one of the most... Oh, well, we'll get to the theme song in a second. But yeah, yeah. Yes, all right, so. Uh, so we have Universal Exports. I enjoyed seeing the outside of Universal Exports. And you know who's in the reflection of that plaque? No. The director, Peter Hunt. He throws himself a Hitchcock. Ooh. Oh, he's walking by. Dropping yeah. some knowledge on us. Peter Thank Hunt, you, uh, second unit director for the most of the... All of them, yeah. yeah, and editor. And he's the one responsible for doing... Doing this like frenetic style, and I think even before this movie, that hadn't been done much because there was this editing rule that you know you don't cut on movement, and now it's basically you do yeah. cut on movement. Yeah, he really. I think he's kind of an unsung filmmaker. I don't it's know a, what else he did. But. He did. Uh, let's see, Honor, Majesty, Secret Service, the film Gold in 1974, Shout at the Devil 76, uh, Death Hunt 81, Wild Geese. Two. Have you ever seen Wild Geese? No. There's how did this get? Oh really? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Amazing. It's Richard Burton who just doesn't care. Roger Moore, Richard Harris. Uh, there's a like wow. stereotypical gay soldier that goes to his death by go- going with his gun, going, "Come on, you big black beauties!" As these oh, African soldiers come attack him. I need to watch yeah, that. But amazing. I mean, the poster for Wild Geese too. Yeah. <laughs> who is in Wild Geese? Scott too? Glenn, right? I've seen this, and, oh, and wow. Barbara. Carrera from Never Say Never, right? Wow. I feel like this is a movie... That... Lawrence Olivier? Oh, God. Yeah. For a moment, right? Yeah. It must be like a scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like this is a movie that hurt everybody involved in it. <laughs> like, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I don't think that, like, yeah. if, if this... It just, yeah, like Peter Hunt isn't to blame for this no, movie. But he Not never got to direct the next one. I think he did yeah. an amazing job, honestly. I, I think it's too. a really it's a ve- it's, well put together film. It, like, I was watching Four Twos. Like, let me just watch it as a direct, like, watching it. And it's, like, it's just like the other ones. I mean, which makes sense because he was doing all yeah, the other yeah. ones. You know, it just. I think visually, too, I think this movie pops in a way that none of them did between. You know, sixty-two, and you know, up I think through. it was shot. I want to say it was shot in like seventy millimeter because I went to a Bond film festival at USC, and they were showing them all. And then suddenly, this one comes on, and it was super wide cinemascope. It was amazing. I wonder if they say anything about that. I'm looking. I don't see anything really about that. But anyway, so uh, we, we open on the the cue's real. The only cue scene in this movie, besides at the wedding at the very end, mm-hmm. is him boring M to death. Yeah. (laughs) It's a scene with him just talking at M, pulling stuff out of his pocket, (laughs) saying that we're going, miniaturization is the thing. God, I already tuned out. This is the first. Well, and that's how I felt too. Like, I feel like structurally this movie is is hurting because the first 40 minutes. Yeah. Are like what? What? Where am I? How? What's? How does this all fall into everything? It's this like, is the closest film to any of the books, and the only difference is how they structure the first part of the story. Because in the book, the scene where he chases her down at the beach comes yeah. later. I think he's already been tasked by her father, which to makes follow. more sense. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. And then there's guys following him and her, and well, because yeah, it makes sense. Like that opening scene is. Uh, with with Laz- Lazenby. Yeah. yeah. Also, I don't know if she's. I feel like he should have waited a little longer because it looked like she might have been going swimming. Well, and then also he like drives his car rough, like gets yeah. it down to the beach. It's like she's just a girl walking into like. You've the, got some time. Yeah, she's like yeah. jumping yeah. off plenty, a building. Plenty of time, actually. <laughs> By the way, I do like to bring up the fact that when he does drive on that beach, you hear screeching tires, <laughs> which is something that you're not going to be able yeah. to do on a sandy beach. That's the, the sound yeah. in this movie because even the guns are so stark. Everything is so clearly. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a lot of 
ADR in it. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. and and so much so, and I wanted to bring this up to you, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead. But no, go ahead. The scene where he goes, "This doesn't happen to the other guy." You know that line. That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Uh, it looks like it is ADR, and there was another line there. I wonder. And I watched it back twice, and I was like, I think he's saying something else. So I bring it up. You know, let's let's, uh, let's, let's go to the tape, guys. Uh, the uh, thing about DVD technology is that it's uh, terrible, and I probably should have just bought it on iTunes, and I could have <laughs> skimmed through this a lot better. I uh, I also watched my DVD copy of it and did not buy the nine dollars <laughs> iTunes download. The thing about this too, so the, it starts with no one knowing where James Bond is. Right. Essentially, uh, money pen. M Q. Although I feel like Q could have helped somehow. Yeah. With instead of well, he was saying now we could keep track of James Bond wherever he is, but it doesn't come into hand. And they don't. They don't have it. They're not yeah. following him. Too little, too late. Uh, this so, scene is undercrank central too. Everything's yes. sped up, and it's it's. I, I a will say. Too much. I will say this about George Lazenby. Yeah. I think he's very good at fighting yeah that's yeah. why he was hired that have you heard that story that he hit the stuntman on accident and they finally went all right this is our guy because he just can throw a punch so well so he's just if you're for those at home he's just thrown a man into a mosquito net that's my yeah. maybe my favorite aspect. there's the car there's the car screeching on sand yep and she i love this this is very respectful of uh tracy to yeah. just instead of taking the car she just drives to her car yeah yeah gets in goes she's not a thief after all <laughs> And here he is. Again, you're hearing screeching tires, and this is just on sand. Just on sand. This never happened to the other fella. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. I'm now watching, but I I don't know. (laughs) But it's also really just what what are you saying? What are you saying to us as an audience? The the Bond movies do suffer occasionally from these self-referential things. And obviously in in the Roger Moore era, it is what it is. But there's that time when he's killing Blofeld and For Your Eyes Only and Blofeld goes, I'll buy you a stainless steel delicatessen. And it's this inside joke to, to, it's some dig at Kevin McClory. And like, come on, that's so. That's so weird. But here's the other thing. When I was watching, I was like, no, no, it did happen to the other one. Yes. Like that, what just happened here is not unlike the other James Bond. That was the thing that I had the hardest time trying to like wrap my head around. Like, well, worse. what are you saying? Yeah, he's been shot in Hong Kong. Yeah, like we're basically you're basically saying no guys have ever jumped you. Like that, the line should have come after Tracy gets killed. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. That's where he, should have, he should have looked right into the camera, just down the she's barrel of that lens. I love see, that. She's just so, And also, I bet this never happened to the other fella. He's in Portugal uh, for some unknown reason. He's not chasing down a lead or anything. He's maybe just on vacation. And that's why I would argue, and I don't know if you guys know this, but maybe the movie was re-edited. They needed to start with a little bit more of an action I, I scene. I bet. Even if it wasn't like after the fact, they may have even started that way, thinking let's let's kick this off of the bank because I don't recall the book kicking off like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like why would you want like it? You were like, has he been following her? Yeah. Why is yeah. he fo- like what what's going on? Like the movie, it takes you a little bit of time because everything you know about James Bond is kind of thrown out the window, like the mission, the gadgets, right. the and you know, and I get the idea that they want to be like, this is not the same James Bond, but I think that's why it polarizes most people because it's the biggest break from any James Bond movie yeah. for the most part. But it's got a lot of the it's got a lot of the quintessential uh things. Like uh, let's go to a casino, let's play Baccarat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh then so he's essentially at this point he's just he wants he wants to fuck her. That's his motivation mm-hmm. for the first half of this movie. Which is kind of cool to see James Bond on vacation. Like, I've always, 
I had yeah. written many a sketch idea when I first started writing sketch of like the minutes after like the, the like you know like and like in you know like with Roger Moore and like when Tattoo from uh, from Fancy Islands <laughs> yeah. up and the thing is like well what what's the next day like what is, what is he's like, still up there yeah like he's up there they're on this boat together yeah, this also, girl that he barely like, knows great you fucked her in a raft in the middle of the ocean yeah. now what I yeah, can well, hear you fucking down there <laughs> I know you can be prisoner but I hear you it's just like I I lo- I'm fascinated with the Bond life when he is not doing any like when he is not on assignment and so there is something interesting about this you know it but this one neither seems like he's living it up like or not like he just kind of seems like he's going through the motions without he's aimlessly doing everything that james bond right right to no end yeah the uh i love that your email comes up while you're watching bond for brooks brothers Uh, (laughs) look at this production design but yes purple wallpaper reminds me of the madonna inn and uh, have you guys been to the Madonna Inn? I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So this is. Uh, fact, I once stayed at a room because it like kind of matched this room. That's oh really? Why. Because well, I mean, I just chose like, well, you could choose any room. Let's take the Bond one. Now here's what we're seeing. We're seeing now uh, George Lazenby as James Bond pop in with uh, a sign of the times, the ruffled shirt. Yeah, he's got the ruffled tuxedo. Yeah. I have shirt. issues with that ruffled tuxedo yeah. shirt. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. And uh, of course, he's there to play Baccarat and. Uh, I don't know what Tracy's motivation is for just waltzing in there and and putting down twenty thousand dollars she doesn't have. You see, this to me seems like the opening scene. Yeah, like the way been. that he yes. kind of walks in. Yeah, and he and they're meeting and they're. But I mean, but again, she does thank him for saving her life, and that's why she invites. She him repays up. her debts. Well, you don't. You don't think that she's just reckless because she's at her wit's end and she doesn't care anymore. I guess the thing that blew my mind about this scene as well is. In my mind, James Bond does not get paid well. I've read a bunch of the Ian Fleming books. He's not a rich man, and he's not on assignment. Mm -mm. He's not working, yet he is spending a lot of money (laughs) in this game. Like, this is not... uh... I've always pictured... And here's what I've always thought, and I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with this. I've always pictured him just skimming a little bit. Oh, really? Here and there from his missions. Oh, I like Mm -hmm. that. So, like... I feel like he, he doesn't get paid a lot, but everything he does get paid he just socks away because he's always on a mission he doesn't have to have an apartment yeah. or anything and yeah. like that. but there's also the fact that he did come from a very wealthy family that's true. the bonds yeah one of my favorite things about the the whole bond thing and it's in this movie as well is when you see something you've never seen with james bond like his apartment is in one of the movies yeah right? and then yeah. but in this one you get to see his office yeah like, oh, like right. james bond has yeah. a Office, like it's the he, picture of the queen, right? Yeah, when he salutes her and drinks, yes. yeah, says mom. Um, he says, "Sorry, mom, mom." Yeah, um, I love that. Like, I love yeah. weird stuff like that. That's uh, what I love about Live and Let Die because it opens with basically with them, M and Money Penny coming to his apartment, yeah. and then they linger on the espresso maker like it's some kind of cue gadget. Like, what is they this? have? Yeah, they have no idea what that is. And at that time, I can't imagine how much that machine costs because they cost like nine grand oh, now. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I can't imagine what that would have been back then. Also, the thing that is interesting too so at this point he's 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 met tracy he's he's saved her she's run away uh he has then somehow tracked her down to a particular hotel with that has a casino he's decided to get a room that has a bed outside yeah of course (laughs) well yeah and he's going to fuck her outside so right now like james bond must treat like james bond treats his personal life like he's on a mission from M. He's like, I am. I, he's doing everything without a mission. Like, his mission is his to mission. fuck a girl. Yes. Like, that's it. There's nothing else but here. First he has to stalk her. Yes. And fight some guys. Because he, where, where, I mean, play poker. Are we agreeing girl. to the fact that this, like, 
you could argue mm-hmm. that the entire time he knew this is uh, Draco's daughter, uh-huh. and he knew Draco would be, have ties to Blofeld. Yeah, and I mean that's the long con. If you right. if you could like, you could say that that is the subtle thing going I'm underneath. To remember it. the book if that's. Well, okay. So he he encounters her. He encounters some thugs. At this point in the movie, we don't know who these thugs are. We don't know yes. what's going on. Uh, it looks like just one of the guys from the junkyard gang, grown up. That's yes, fighting. I love that guy. <laughs> He's just this is this is the scene, and I wanted to play this just because uh, oh, I'm getting up to one of my favorite parts. Is in this, this too. the reference to the other movie? Yeah, are you guys talking about? Yeah. So now James is being led in by the thugs. He doesn't know where he's being taken at this point. By the way, this walk is a very modelly walk. I feel like he does have a swing. And there's a small man. Who's whistling Goldfinger. Now, here are... I want to talk about this because... (laughs) Now, having a janitor whisper... uh, uh, Sorry, um, not whisper. uh, Whistle. Whistle. Goldfinger is, I think, cute and acceptable for a James Bond movie. I feel like that's a a subtle tip of the hat to James Bond, and I think that works. What I have an issue with is... Why is it a midget? <laughs> um, and that is like so you can't put a hat on a hat. Like 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 there is there is something very odd to me. It's like we're really like, were you not were you thinking? Oh, if we just have a regular sized janitor, it, the joke won't get across. Like we need a a little person, and they'll do it. Like there's something very weird about the midget janitor that is. I, I thought. Well, he'll come back. Like now, watching it again, I was like, "He'll he'll come back." No, nope. the, the, to me, nope. it it falls right in line with either the like misogyny of the era, or like if you were a little person, you had to take a menial job, or if you were of okay. ethnic persuasion, you had to take a, a menial job, and it oh, just there's something off about it that isn't doesn't sit well. I do. There's now the scene here. So he, uh, he's being led. James is being led into an office. He doesn't know where he is until he he fights his way in uh, and he finds out it's Draco. Draco essentially is a very close to Drago. Uh, the other Draco, Victor uh, Drago. Yes, yes. Uh, he is. A, Draco is a uh, essentially a, a, a mini Blofeld. Uh, yeah, he's Just the business more, he's like, Blofeld. He's yeah. the business Blofeld. He's the he's not. There for world domination, he just wants money. But he's yeah. he's also he's he's a character type that appears over and over again in these movies with Columbo from Four Your Eyes Only, yes. Karen Bay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a guy with some ties that aren't great, but is also there to help James through the story. Yeah. But here's the interesting part about this: he uh, he asks James to fuck back. his daughter repeatedly. Is it to Switzerland? Yes, no, for a million dollars. Yes. To finish her education. I will say one of the cool. Ge- oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. One of the cool moments in this is when he does see him for the first time. He gets down back on that knee, yeah. uh-huh. and has the knife at the ready. There is yeah. something cool. I, I yeah. thought that was like a badass. A zoom in on him too. It's yeah, pretty great. It was a great. I thought it was a great, uh, great, great entrance. entrance. Yeah. yeah, great reveal. But there is one really prickish thing. Doesn't he offer him a cigarette? And he goes, "No, I prefer my own." Yes. Just take the cigarette, Bond. He never well, he will. Could be laced with poison. On the day you marry her, I'll give you a personal dowry of one million pounds in gold. That's quite an inducement. But I don't need a million pounds. Stupido. He's acting. I'll have a bachelor's yeah. taste for freedom. Please. Bachelor's taste for freedom. Who knows what will come of it? I'm sorry, Draco, but in my profession, I can't. All right. 
You have connections not open to me. Where is Ernst Stavro Blofeld? Blofeld? <laughs> Some of my men have recently defected to him. I don't know where he is. Can you find out? If I could, I wouldn't tell Her Majesty's Secret Service. But I might tell my future son-in-law. Go on. Next week is my birthday. Well, that We're just gonna watch the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's just, it's such, it's, it is it's so weirdly watchable. You understand? Well, Let's say I'll sleep on the idea. He's dressed like a, you um, that. like a seventies anime character in that scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like Google this is... thirteen or Lupin so, or whatever. Now James has uh, has more motivation to to fuck Tracy. <laughs> that motivation is a hundred. Uh, is a million dollars uh, or a million pounds? Well, he doesn't well. want that. He wants connections. He right. wants. Uh, he wants. That's his motivation. Because even when he's off, he's on. Yeah. And um, am I wrong in um, imagining that there is a there is a Blofeld plot that's kind of? It's like, I guess it's not building. I mean, Blofeld's always there doing something, and I know he's always after him. But I feel like was there a recent? Like is he coming off of anything that Blofeld had done to him, like in the timeline of the James Bond universe? Uh, yeah, he, well, it was you only live twice. Yeah, yeah. But in the books, uh, it must have been uh, Thunderball. Then this. No, no. Who, what, what's the first? What's the other Blofeld book? Uh, it's because uh, it... you only live twice is the last one. That's where he kills Blofeld. Well, never say never. Now that dude, that whole thing that just happened in the in the press, yeah, they finally they got, got the, the rights, rights back. back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what is uh, the other book that has Blofeld? Why can't I think of it? Um, what movies have him? Uh, he's in Diamonds Are Forever. He's in. I guess it would have to be twice. Thunderball then, because yeah. so it goes Thunderball. This. Then you only live twice. Yeah. So what happens in the end of Thunderball? He's not. He's really dr- dealing with Largo. Though. Yeah. Oh, we did skip over. I, I don't mean to yeah, go, go back, ahead, but please. we skipped over a slap. He slaps. Yes. Um, yeah. He slaps his uh, the girl right he a, right away. Her arm. Yeah. To, yeah. Like, he is not. Women get hit a few times in this movie. There yeah. is. I think throughout the sixties, women were getting hit a lot in James Bond movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I haven't watched a, a Sean Connery one in a while, and and seeing that, I was like, "Oh, right, yeah." I remember. <laughs> it's you know, harder to watch in Man with a Golden Gun when Roger Moore slaps uh, Maude Adams, and that's like in the seventies, even, and you just a, it just doesn't feel right. It's not but right anymore. But Maude's a bad person in that, right? She's not a bad person. She's she's mis. Oh, I'm thinking about she's <laughs> misunderstood. She's a, well, doesn't he slap her in that too? Doesn't yeah, he? he does. No, doesn't he? Because didn't Roger Moore say as soon as he did that scene, he was like, "I'm never doing that again. I'm never slapping." No, women. is it is it Louis Jordan that slaps her? Someone, I think Louis Jordan slapped. definitely yeah. slaps her. Uh, but this now, so James uh, is being told he's taken off the Blofeld case. He's pretty bummed out about it. Yeah. So what he does, it says, "Money, Penny, uh, take a note. Uh, I'm gonna resign I and love hand it exchange. over." This is great. Yeah. It's a great exchange. Uh, the uh, here, let's uh, let's hear that. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> God damn, DVDs movie. suck. Oh, what, 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 what? Yeah. I'm relieving you from Operation Bedlam, 007. But, sir, Blofeld, something of a must with me. You've had two years to run him down. Does this mean you've lost confidence in me? I am well aware of your challenge, 007. The license to kill is useless. Unless one can set up the target. I'll find you a more suitable side. That's all. So under the... That's all. That's all. 
He's so good. He's great. And this is, again, why I like these James Bond movies. Because, that was a quick talk, Or this one. Because it's it's darker. It's not as light. It, yeah. It's a like you feel like this is the life of an actual spy. Like right. this is or you know if yeah you know with the exception of a couple you do know have, what other movies there's I think there's only do we only see James Bond's office one other time because it's we the see only it time right no it's seen in Die Another Day when he's at his desk cleaning his gun in the virtual reality simulator thing. Oh, gosh. Do we count that? I don't know. Do we count um, that movie? <laughs> yeah. So here he is. This is James Bond Top telling Money Penny. Take a memo, please, Money Penny. Ready, James. Sir, I have the honor to request you will accept my resignation, effective forthwith. Resignation from what? Her Majesty's Secret Service. And kindly presented that monument in there. <laughs> and now he's now James has entered his office. Not a bad office. His office is very pedestrian. For everything that you know of James Bond, it's extremely pedestrian. Yeah. It's not cool what, at all. Yeah, like what's on that bulletin board where they're just Did you see the red yeah, lines yeah. connecting everything? Is that his Blofeld correspondence? This is this is rough. This is the worst. Yeah, the worst scene of the whole movie. So he's, <laughs> so pulling, he's pulling out moments from all the Bond films. Previous. That he keeps in his desk drawer. Yeah, and then the thing plays. Still works. <laughs> he picked up the rebreather. Like, why would you keep this in your desk? And and Q obviously wouldn't let that happen. Sorry, ma'am. See, I think he does say ma'am there. He doesn't yeah. say mum. We've had this huge contention with okay. listeners yes. about whether in the Daniel Craig movies they're saying M-U-M or M-O-M or M-A-A-M. I, that's ma'am for sure. That, right, yeah. Sometimes mum is the way I think that it's supposed to be said, but he's uh, he's it, not doing it there. <laughs> so now, okay, so James has been requested to, leave, uh, requested to resign. Well, Money Penny, Money Penny does a little funsy. Yeah. She says, puts in the thing for two weeks leave. But then we think that maybe, you know, but M knows everything what's yeah. going on, too. He doesn't even talk M, about I that I feel like M is always listening. That oh. fight, that amazingly oh, yeah. gritty, realistic fight. You know what's so gritty about it is there's no music playing. Yeah. Whenever yeah. they do that, it just makes the fight seem way more intense. Well, that that fight actually reminded me very much of Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the fight, in, like I was like, this is, and then and then you go, like I went back and forth a lot with this movie. Like, this is why I like it. This is why I don't like it. Like, but I think it it stands apart because this did so many cool things that I feel like the. Daniel Craig movies. Are my still, pro- here's you know. my problem with that fight, though. I don't like fights with guys that you punch and punch and punch and they don't react. Like it's it, that is always so a unrealistic. Group, yeah. It's mm. just such a because I mean I'm assuming that James Bond's a, a pretty strong. What guy. if you had a thing though that didn't make you feel pain? You <laughs> bled like out a, of your eye a like a bit. bullet. Yeah, a bullet Maybe right here. Ah. <laughs> I love that after he, Tracy leaves, he puts on her robe. And he's just yes. walking around in a short feminine robe. He like, but yeah. he's used to short feminine robes. Remember yes. in Goldfinger? Yeah, his little terry cloth yes. jumper. But that was definitely a female. And she folded her robe for him, and he gets into it. <laughs> and you get really close to seeing balls. In the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the closest you get to see James Bond's balls is yeah. in this movie. This movie also, so now at this point he's decided to take his uh, vacation time to track down Blofeld. So uh, two weeks, two pay, weeks. Two That's weeks all pay. it takes. Yeah. Two weeks That's is all it takes, takes for him to fall in love with Tracy. 
in a in a montage that I would describe as um the least enjoyable thing I've ever seen. I, oh. I love it for how odd it is. In fact, this whole sequence, he goes to Portugal and just look on there. It doesn't look anything like a Bond movie. It looks like some sort of, I don't know, like 60s European Bertolucci. No, this <laughs> looks like a rejected land in Epcot Center's World Showcase. Uh, I love it. I, it's I just found, so out of place. I don't know. Well, also what I find so interesting is that I don't see James Bond as... A lover of women, like I don't see, like they look, they look like they went shopping. Yeah, yeah. Now they're out in a garden. I don't see him ever as that type of guy to like carry on, like, like oh, let's go for a shop. We'll go shopping today, and then we'll go get yeah. some. Tea now, in your mind, and- are we dealing with a character who has been through the situation? Obviously, I mean, we are because of because of Ian Fleming's writing chronology. So this is a guy who's been through the Vesper thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know... He wouldn't love again, he swore. Yeah. Yes. But see, I think this is the movie's fault, and a little bit at Lazenby's, because they don't give enough of a build-up. Like, you don't see them falling in love enough for this to happen. It's from a it far distant shot. Yeah. You're just watching them stroll. Yeah. Yeah. Through different things. Give me that thing. Yeah. That yeah. sound thing. Because let's talk about this song. Let's talk about Louis Armstrong. This is the last um, song he ever recorded. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be a second. He had just left Billy Crystal's house for dinner. Uh. <laughs> really? Um, and uh, th- is this the only time that a pop song has been written for a James Bond movie? Because this was a radio hit, basically. This was a scene. It was a great, I thought it was, yeah. It's a lovely song. Uh, here we go. Oh, that's just the orchestral thing. <laughs> I love the amount of versions of things you have on your phone. There it is yeah, that was pretty good. Is it again? Do I not have it? Whoop. Oh, that's despicable. I don't have it. But still. But you really don't have it? No, it's on YouTube if you want to. Here, I can it play up. it right now. It's, okay. The scene is happening. <laughs> but, um, there, I mean, again, you're seeing Bond in very different ways. And this is. No. Pointing at engagement rings. Nothing yeah. More. Yeah, it feels Nothing like a less. like Breakfast at Tiffany. Someone, that's exactly oh, someone what, put that on Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that's what it felt like to me. Like this They're watching bears. Yeah. <laughs> you think that's why he's so scared of the bear later on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I will also say, and this is where I have an issue with pace. Yes. Because go ahead. it's this movie is a lot of it's. I feel like the whole movie is just treading water up until like and there are things I like like the hotel fight is cool and there are cool moments but it just feels like it it feels a little rudderless until yeah. you yeah. get right. you know until we get a little bit further. Let's in. talk about yeah. the fact that now so he needs to find out there's a, there's a lawyer that might have ties to Blofeld so Bond heads over there to do some Bond work and uh, what he does is he goes upstairs. Here's happens to hear the guy's going to be gone for exactly an hour. Uh-huh. And then uh, it, from the construction site, from the drug construction this. site I, across the By the way, the scene, love this. So do I. He is, he is he's, uh, delivered to by him. This, this guy we never meet that helps him throughout yes. the movie and yeah. dies. Yeah. And <laughs> by the way, that is, again, another reason why I'm like, this makes sense. This is like, of course James Bond has an ally right. that is uh, facilitating things. And they're not like 
conv- you know, like yeah. they're working in tandem. But I, I love the idea of it. I loved, uh, yeah. I loved everything about how they, the whole sequence is. Great. Yeah. Also, I enjoy George Lazenby's reactions to the Playboy magazine that he decides yes! to look through. He's just staring at a Playboy like a pervert. The guy can wear a suit, though. You have no. I mean, look God, at that's shoulders. what I'm saying. You put him yeah. in a Brooks Brothers yeah. ad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna and, have a good time. And actually, he does try a little bit of a. We'll talk about it in a bit, but a little bit of a character when he does go up to the mountaintop. Yeah, and part of that is the ADR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's safe cracker. And then, you know, I'm assuming as a person watching this in 1969, the idea that the man brought a scanner and a copier, amazing. Yeah, what a Oh, the- yeah. And I feel like that safe cracker thing could work they they made it in such a way that doesn't seem like some roger moore thing where he just puts a little square on there yeah it's like it's like a uh, like a it's like a vacuum tubed kind of thing that yeah i I like that too but my question is is this is this gentleman that's helping him the blonde guy is he working is he in the service yes i would assume he is a part of for draco no no he is he's a he's a james bond like mi6 guy i don't know if he can be because because he's he's on leave yeah he's not supposed to be doing this at all I think he's a Draco guy. Really? That's also why he looks so seedy with his dyed hair and he's swarthy all the same. Ooh, man. I didn't think about that. I guess you guys are right. But I think it's adorable he's got to feed the paper in one one sheet at a time. (laughs) Why did Uh, he take off his watch? That was the issue that I had. And now I'm looking at it again and I'm remembering. What was... He's got an hour and I think... Oh, I guess he's just watching. Okay. Sometimes, (laughs) you know, he doesn't want to do this. This is too much for him. Yeah, he just wants to have it in front of his face. Uh, That guy, by the way, uh, I enjoyed enjoyed the silent man. Yeah. (laughs) But here's a cool thing. I got really loud. Yeah. I got really loud about this. He does this. He gets the documents he needs. He says, okay, this is where we're going. We're going to the Alps. James Bond goes to M's house. Yes. So then M is studying lepidoptery. Can you rewind yes. it to when he goes, oh, lepidoptery. And, and the way M looks at Bond, like both like I'm impressed and also you little prick. Yes. I also and enjoy- again another favorite thing that I love is when these characters go to their homes. Yes. I love I know. it. Why I love is, it. Why I love it. A- great. I love that this is where he lives. Yeah. It's very palatial for what you think. Yeah. yeah. All right, watch Which is this. the opposite of like M's little townhouse. L- listeners, you're just going to have to remember this when you watch it. He rings a bell, a physical old bell, and then a butler. Good afternoon, Hammond. Is the Admiral in? Certainly, sir. Hammond. Here we go. Where's the fucking ass got it? Hmm? And a velvet. Excuse me, sir. Commander Bond to see you. Right, Chairman. Aye, aye, sir. If you please, sir. Thank you. Unusually small for them fellas, Polychlorus. <laughs> Just the... <laughs> I wasn't aware that your expertise included lepidoptery. Hey, what are you doing here? I thought you were on leave. One, one of the things I hate is when Bond knows everything. Well, I mean, and that's a, there's a scene in here that's clearly ADR'd, and it's a little bit earlier when like he eats the caviar and he's like, ah, oh, beluga yeah. off these, and see what. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he's, he's eating. Yeah, away, he's yeah. Little, he's off camera 100, percent but it's like. But like, the, I just, it's a cooler thing to see him just like scoop up yeah. a, a, a handful of caviar and eat it and like after his fight and walk out like you know it's like yeah, I don't need yeah. him to like analyze by the way there's such a weird uh, tradition of James Bond 
beating the shit out of someone and then grabbing a food, like a small food item, yeah. like He's a grape or like, man. you know, he He's always hungry. comes, like in Just Thunderball even, he goes back into the room very quickly grabs to get a, a grape. And pops yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, I'm good, I'm good the to go. The depth of Bond knowing something I think is in Moonraker when they talk about the poisonous flower and he knows the Latin name for yes. it. It's just, oh God. But yet he makes simple mistakes because when he talks about the genealogy thing, he makes a huge fuck up. <laughs> so like, the one thing that he's supposed to be <laughs> aware of, he has made a mistake on. So let's let's hear. This is now James Bond has gone under disguise as a, as a, as one of the one of the uh, Sir it? Hillary Bray. Yes, and now Sir Hillary Bray. Before we play this clip, I would like to just ask because again, I, my knowledge of James Bond, I feel like is big, but not as deep as you guys. Is this the only time, besides the fact when Sean Connery became Asian, but he didn't even really put on a voice for that? Right. That James Bond puts on a voice. It is not the only time he puts on a voice. Okay, but. It is the most extensive undercover work you ever see James Bond doing. When has he put on another voice? Uh, Con- uh, not Connery. Uh, Brosnan puts on a voice as um, as uh, I'm trying to think. Is of- he like German or something? What does he do? Yeah, he speaks German. Well, I guess that's not a voice. That's just speaking uh, well, a different yeah. language. But yeah, does he ever do like another accent or a voice? That's what I'm saying. This is the this really stuck out to me because it seems to be a staple of what you would need to do. <laughs> I know he puts diamonds a- are forever. Diamonds are forever. Right it? when uh, that Peter Hunt, or what's the Peter, someone graves or whatever, the guy that he's disguised as comes to see Tiffany Case and he goes, I speak English too. Yes. Ah, he does that. And he yeah. also does it. He does the Russian accent in uh, World is Not oh, Enough. Oh, and it's horrible. Yeah. 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 It's bad. But this is the most extensive. Because, I mean, for I would say 30% of this movie, he speaks like, like we're about to hear. And he didn't know that he was going to be dubbed. They never told him until he saw the movie. Wait, wait, he didn't do oh, his own I didn't dubbing? Know he didn't, I didn't know he did that voice. No, I thought he no, did that. I thought that was him. It's the genealogy guy. He goes, the real Sir Hillary that he goes and talks to and gets all the information yeah. from. They later had him come back in and redub his disguised voice. Listen to it. Whoa, I didn't know Sir that. Sir Hillary yeah. Bray, Baronet. The same, dear lady. I'm foreign Irma Put, uh. personal secretary to the car. How'd you do? Have you had a good journey? No, quite intolerable. I'm not a good traveler, I'm afraid. See, it's not I'm his voice. Wow, I thought that was him just doing a voice. No, 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 they do some I really good... They do really good ADR in these most, movies. Most of the characters in the early Bond movies are ADR. Well, Bl- uh, Blofeld is totally ADR, right? You know oh, no, 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 it's not Blofeld. I mean, uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger, Goldfinger yes. yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's Margo. interesting, too, is the, the, uh, the guy on the beach at the very beginning of this movie, his voice is the same as the boat captain in Dr. No. <laughs> it probably uh, is. No, it's exactly oh, it really the same. Is, oh, yeah. yeah, it's the same voice. <laughs> Remember the guy that says, "All yeah. right, move along." Yeah, that guy turn, takes down. His I bet you that's like a broccoli, a relative yeah. of the broccoli. Yeah. But you'll <laughs> be in this one too. <laughs> uh, but that's a kind of ingenious move because uh, I didn't really catch that. That was um, so, wow. That's funny. I feel like once I heard it, it was so obvious that. Well, I now that you've said it, yeah. it yeah. yes. Now that yeah. you have said it, you've. Ruined I just thought it he was doing. I was like, I actually was like, wow, he's a good actor. He pulled off that voice. He really committed to it. So. Now he's being taken up to uh, this this oh, magical place so that badly. Matt Gorley really needs to visit. Um, trying to talk my girlfriend into honeymooning there. <laughs> yeah? First into marrying me and then honeymooning. <laughs> Where is this? Does this exist? This yes. Place? Yes. And now it's basically a James Bond tourist attraction. Like oh, really? A, a whole exhibit up there and everything. Oh, because it was, wow. it was built. Uh, it was, well, it was finished for the movie, correct? Like, I think so. Yeah. yeah. They, they had, had to put the helicopter pad, pad on there for yeah. emergencies. Like, that was the rule of. So this cinematography, this stuff is amazing. I want Bond to go back to the Alps so bad. Well, you know, it was such a um, a time like skiing. Like there was yeah. so much skiing and yeah. like 
five James Bond movies. Like, wow. Yeah, and you haven't seen him. The last time was Brosnan, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He's doing a, James is doing a good job of uh, pretending to be sick in the helicopter. Uh, and now they're going, they're going up in the Alps. I don't think we need to hear this no. part. There's but, just uh, sleds going you're down. You're getting to mountain. see, you're getting a little foreshadowing of the things that will come into play. Yeah. Yes, there uh, is bobsledding, but let's take a look at this. Just also, never before, you guys know that theory of Chekhov and the gun. If you introduce a gun, it has to go off. Or the yeah, yeah. will never be satisfied. It totally applies to that artwork on the wall here, those little spikes that end up getting that hedge. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, why would anybody put that on their wall? <laughs> Just traps. Uh, but yeah, this place is real. And, uh, so it it's exists. a hotel in real life. I think it's just, just a, a restaurant. Because yeah. oh, there is okay. a cable car that goes up there. Okay, got it. Which uh, I guess, I mean, we should probably do that, right? Well, yeah. That's where really the live episode should be. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be amazing. You coming out for it, I Paul? will come out this week to watch the live episode. <laughs> um, so we've met, I keep wanting to call her Clem, but it's not. It's Blunt. <laughs> Clem. But, yeah. Uh, now she's a bigger deal in the book too. Like she and Blofeld really are this weird. But I, th- I want to say they're like married or something. They have some oh, weird thing going on. And in You Only Live Twice, he kills both of them at the same time, like in some really violent way in a room, like just with his hands or something. Uh, yeah. So here, so he's gone up to this place now. This, no, I, I, okay, go continue because Blofeld's Blofeld Blofeld's cover up here. Is that he's uh, he's opened up an allergy research institute? This yes. is where it gets a little yeah, yeah. An allergy research institute up in the Alps, which to 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 the point, not a bad place to open one. Sure, less nothing allergens. out there, you know. Yes. No, the there's no allergy. nothing growing. Yes. yes. So you're good. Uh, I would say his knowledge of what an allergy is is questionable. Yes, <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, also, the girl that's allergic to chicken. Yeah, and I'm sure there's an allergy. But... And, and forgive me, listeners and yeah. uh, the podcast, but I will say, Blofeld should know what Bond looks like, right? Course, yeah, oh, they screw up the many time times. Yeah. yeah, many absolutely. times. Yeah, yeah. Because in the books, oh, this one actually comes first, I think, because that's why they don't recognize each other. This is the first. No, because you never—they never meet in Thunderball. Then this one comes. Then you only live twice. But the movie you only live twice comes first, so it doesn't make any sense that they don't recognize. Yeah, you. it really doesn't. Uh, so what you're seeing here is uh, is uh, Bond. Uh, obviously, he goes to a place. It's it's an allergy research place. And if James Bond's going there, then what do you think the patients are going to be like, guys? Oh, hot ladies! <laughs> That's right. As hot as the ladies in uh, in the Man with the Golden Gun. They yes. just hang around the pool in like fur bikinis. <laughs> like these are beautiful men. But I oddly. F- I Maybe I don't want to be weird, but I think that James Bond picks probably the one of the less hotter of the about ladies. Ruby Bartlett. Yeah, you know what? She's grown on me to the point where somehow she's my favorite. Oh wow! I don't okay. know what it is. You know, she just died recently. Oh, yeah. Ruby. Sorry, Ruby. Uh, let's see. Yeah, for a second I thought. By the way, that was Diana Reed yeah, when I was like, watching yeah, the one on the right when he walked into the room. This is where you see the full furl of uh, of uh, of Bond. This is where you see the full Austin Powers uh-huh. shirt. That James Bond is wearing with the kilt. He's got yes. the kilt going yeah. on. Uh, I realize that that I never really put it together that that he took it from this movie. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Took what from the Austin Powers costume? Oh, right. Yeah, right. It's essentially, yeah, it's essentially yeah. this one. Uh, <laughs> so let's hear these. Uh, the, these okay, women are amazing. There you, should... you have a point, right? <laughs> yeah, she looks pretty odd. She reminds me of Meg Ryan. <clears throat> 
my favorite conversation scene is around the dinner table when they're all eating. Yeah. Very pleased. Come to meet our patients. You know what? You're not wrong. Let's, uh, let's yeah, because they, they, what they're saying is crazy. And now, girls, I'm sure Sonny would like to tell us about the College of Arms in London. They're eating. They're all eating whatever they're supposedly allergic to. If you'd really enjoy that. Just eating. Just one girl looks like the girl from uh, Big Bang. The Herald's College or College of Arms consists of thirteen. The Asian, the Asian's eating rice. The Indian is eating uh, non bread. That's the most offensive thing. Black girl is eating a banana. And just a plate of three bananas. Are divided into three that's Kings really, really racist. <laughs> really it's, racist. It's the I think it's the most blatantly racist a uh, a, a James Bond movie has been. And that is, I want to say that's straight out of Fleming because also the fact that Bond has to go undercover as a gay guy. He's so oddly like fascinated with with homosexuality and lesbians, and I, he just must have an issue with it. I don't know. Not did, that the gay did, thing is a problem in this, but the other movies. Did you ever read the? Um, the James Bond books that were like I forget who wrote them. Oh, John Gardner. The John Gardner. Ones. Yes. Yeah, no, I haven't. I read them a lot when I was a kid. I loved the John Gardner books just because I felt like oh, I can like watch more James yeah. Bond movies if I read these. But I don't know if any of them hold up. In I, sh- any- I should because I have long drives, so I should. Oh yeah, the do you remember any specific ones? You know, they're all pretty boilerplate, you know, I, in their uh, thing. But the new one is supposed to be very good. Oh, I, I read just read one. one. Oh, yeah, I did like it actually. Yeah, I just read one. Hang on, let me just pull out my Kindle here, and I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. Casino Royale. No, no, no. Hunger Games. High Time to Kill. Yes, is that the new one? It's no, it's Raymond Benson. Oh yeah, and he's good. I liked it. Yeah. I liked High Time to Kill. Guys, it's good to know that James Bond's still alive in books. Kids, get yeah. out there and read something. Yeah. Uh, but let's go back to the so, uh, uh, most racist scene in yes. James Bond. Racist round table. Racist round, racist round table. Are of great antiquity. When I tell you that the first Clarenzo King of Arms and this, was created this is not in a fake backdrop. Like they're shooting this. Yeah. And the first Somerset Herald in 1448. Yeah, the now, when we authorize a coat of arms, it can include all sorts of funny things. Princess Leia Crescent before rooms, Leia. Yeah. Portcullises, beasts couchant rampant, bars, The most boring. Peasants. These women are enraptured. Gold balls. I brought a book on the subject with me. There's a picture of my own coat of arms, actually, which includes four of them. If you can see them. <laughs> I'd love to. Mm-hmm. I'm in room. No, no. He will give the book to oh, me. Maybe they don't talk. I'm sorry. I if will I pass it to everyone um, in turn. I just There's remember that scene being so weird. Uh, why were oh why were girls so um, is fascinated by how many balls? Like it's like I have four balls. Like, oh, <laughs> twice, the, twice the man. Yeah. That's that's how it works. So much more uh, semen, you know. Yeah. That's oh what, yeah, that's, that's what girls what like. like. They like semen. I'm sure one of them's in there for an allergy to that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, James uh, then obviously makes it his duty to fuck the girls. As, what, as, can we talk right, about Telly yeah. Savalas for a bit? Yeah, we to gotta, say yeah. like, what do you guys think of Telly Savalas? I am gonna go out and say I like Telly Savalas. I yeah. feel like he can pull off. I think like, he does a decent Blofeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he is realistic yeah. in his uh, everything. I, I yeah. yeah, I feel like he's a. But in my opinion, I think he's a little too. Who's the best? The, the definitive Blofeld in my brain is tell, is uh, is Donald, Donald Pleasant. Oh, well, I feel like right. I like both those guys, but that the best Blofeld has yet to be seen. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> I think if they get Blofeld back for this next film, yeah. yeah, and they do it well, it could be really good. Who who would you put in that? We were talking about that. It's a tough call. Well, my immediate mind went to something that I'm going to just blurt out, but I don't haven't put any thought to it. Yeah. I was like, oh, if you shave Philip Seymour Hoffman's head, that's what exactly said. what yeah, I oh, said. Really, that's exactly yeah. what I said. I'm afraid they'll do Kevin Spacey, and I don't want that. Oh, they can't do Kevin Spacey because Kevin Spacey played Doctor Evil in the movie. <laughs> In gold, remember in gold member? Yes, he did. They do a quick, they do a yes. scene where oh, they're good. shooting a James Bond movie. Oh, good. Yeah, mm. right. That's so right. he's out, and so is uh, is uh, Plus Danny he was already, DeVito. He was also Lex Luthor, right? Bald headed again, dog. just because yeah. he was bald. I'm trying but, to think. It's it's tough because you're trying to think of a man of girth, like of, yeah. or of um, of a. He can't be a skinny yeah, kind of guy. But what I like about the idea of Philip Seymour Hoffman is the fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman can be the most creepy person you've ever seen. Yes. in in whatever role he takes, like particularly him in like. The, uh, I always think back to Punch Drunk Love. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and I always think back to him on the phone with Sandler, just like just fucking oh. just going off. He's on so him. good, but I'm f- I'm afraid I'm starting to see his tricks. Like what happened with Kevin Spacey and like uh, Anthony Hopkins. After a while, you just start to see them acting a little bit, yeah. right? And I, yeah. I can't tell if that's starting to happen. Yeah, because I saw that new Hunger Games movie, and it may just be that he didn't. Oh, I didn't see be that. There. Didn't oh, that's see interesting. That. Yeah. Maybe you go. I mean. I'm just I, the other person. Well, th- these are not good ideas. I, I that Blofeld is a good question. It's a very yeah. like because it's like yeah. it's a very specific type of person that you would need. We did say Brian Cranston would be interesting, yeah. but that's oh, just yeah. an obvious just choice because he's bald. Yeah, right, right now. Um, yeah, hmm. I don't know. I really, but I do. I'm, I keep going back to Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman would be also the way his when he's uh, in Mission Impossible. Three. He's good in that. He's really good as the bad guy in that. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me think he wouldn't do this. Right. Like not do a James Bond franchise villain. Right. Yeah, you've before. done it. You've You're right. done it. Um, right. But Sam Mendes might be able to. How about it. like someone like um, uh, Michael Shannon or something? Yes. Like that. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you go you go in a way of like it's a little different, but like I'm trying I'm th- trying to think of like an intense yeah. actor. People yeah. have been tweeting about him for Jaws. If they were to bring Jaws back, that he would be a great Jaws. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh yeah, he would be yeah. great. There's yeah. got to be the perfect Blofeld. There is, and I'm sure they'll find it because they found it. Probably will be an unknown guy or a guy who's done a couple indies. Yeah. yeah, I like, feel like yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, throwing Javier Bardem in the last one. That was great. That was, I mean, he's a well-known. He is, but he's not at the tip of your tongue well-known. Like, you right. know, I feel like he's still yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah, skirts. Yeah. Like, he's not a franchised yeah. kind of guy. Right, like, right, he's right, a respected right. guy, does weird shit. Yeah. I think um, the Quantum of Solace villain would have been a good blow film. He's great. That Imagine guy was great. Imagine bald with those beady eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Oh, God. I love Quantum of Solace. Let's hear, let's hear a little uh, uh, Tally Savalas here. Right. You love Quantum of Solace? I do. Uh, upon revisiting it and watching it right after Casino Royale. Okay. When Wait, I first so, yeah. saw it in the theater, yeah. I only saw it the one time. Yeah. And it was four or five years before I rewatched it. Okay. Uh, and then I rewatched it and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that was okay. But then someone online, someone on Twitter said to me, watch it right after you watch Casino Royale. And when uh, you watch it as one giant four and a half hour movie. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it really? really is. It's, it's not as good as Casino Royale, but correct. I was saying that I think it's going to do what this did because it's like the artiest Bond film you'll ever seen, and you don't you, you don't realize it right away. But yeah, if you go back and pay attention flaws. to what it looks like, yeah, and uh, just the just the through line through the movie is just he wants revenge, 
Right. And that's all he's doing throughout the movie, yeah. you know? Which I guess is what he does in License to Kill. License to Kill. You know? But it takes a little bit more time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm here to find out. Mm. To confirm, Sir Hillary, there can be no doubt of the truth. Look at that Please vest. sit down. Yeah. Mm. If there were no doubt, I'm sure the College of Arms would not have sent me. Well, since you are here, I'll make everything very plain to you. To begin with, I was born without earlobes. Even though you can clearly see them taped up behind my ears. Like the Habsburg lip or the hawk nose of the Medici's. Poor Medici's. I know. Uh, so that's a little bit of Telly Savalas, uh, just uh, just being Blofeld. I love that kind of dialogue, though. Yeah, this the Habsburg lip. Then what's interesting is so he's oh, got these twelve. The best, he's yeah. got these twelve girls that he uh, that he's uh, treating for allergies, which he's just turning into agents of his. And by the way, the like, oh well, yes, I thought yeah, I, you can continue. <laughs> so. Uh, what you do, James Bond, in the midst of uh, betting one of the young ladies, uh, he gets previewed to what is happening. Uh, and as soon as the DVD and can I ask though, up, why yes. is he betting this woman? Isn't Diana re- like what? Like why? Yeah, he's that's into her. a good question because if we're to believe that he's really falling in love with yes. this woman enough, like I think I'm going to marry this woman. Yeah, I mean maybe he doesn't know but, that at this point, but he is just carelessly. Sleeping with more than one woman. Yes. With no consequences, no morality, no ethics. And it's a very, I mean, in this world, it's a very un-James Bond moment. In a way, because, like, yeah. well, they're like, wow, oh, we got to have him fuck somebody. He, is, yeah. he probably just, at this point, assumes, well, they're in an allergy institute. They can't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very interesting case. How right she was. Oh, Hilly. Hilly. Oh, bother. No, Hilly. It's part of the cure. So this now there's so strange. LSD lights happening. Yeah, number seven. And I love Blofeld in front of his line of tape recorders. <laughs> a beautiful thing. And that the other guy can't put him in. Yeah. He has to have him handed him to him like a scalpel. The next movie, Blofeld's plan also revolves around a cassette. That's right. Do you remember when you first came here? How you hated chicken. How you were sick when you even saw one. This is this tape has got to exist. I want I want this album. For I have shown you how foolish it was, and your cure is nearly done. I have taught you to love chickens, to love this their flesh, their voice. What? Their voice. Yes, your cure is nearly done, and soon you will go Ruby. to look after the Ruby, chickens. Wake up. Amazing. This is an amazing scene. Uh, okay, now, guys, guess what? We're one halfway through this yeah, movie. This is, yeah. Let's let's skip ahead here. Well, this is actually where the movie does. You can kind of skip ahead because there's like this is this is again why the pacing of this movie is a little bit odd. Like I feel like you could probably make this an hour and forty five minute movie that would have mm. really yeah. like just rocked because 
it just it, there's a lot of just like okay we're out like it, even his escape from this compound yeah, so, takes uh, a yeah, long that, time. Yeah, that cable car, the cable car thing. Yeah, he's so. waiting for the well, cable car. Also, when up. he gets knocked out by Irma Bunt in Ruby's room or mm-hmm. the other girls' room, I can't remember, and it goes to that trippy slow motion. That's another. Oh, I wrote that like, down. I didn't yeah. know I was in a Bond movie. It well, that was so like weird. another like try at something interesting, but yeah. it's also like stylistically, it was odd. Like, why are you doing a slow mo stutter step for getting hit in the back of the head? Yeah. Um, oh, we, t- we didn't talk about the boner joke. Which was? Oh. Um, I'm having a little bit of stiffness right oh, now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. That is precisely... But that is... Uh, that's. I think that's one of the... It works. One of the better... You can believe it. Yeah. James Bond pun. I, would, I, I, I don't mind that or I don't mind it, but I still think it was like... It, it's a surprising boner joke. I... Uh, so he's discovered by uh, Blofeld. Then he has he must escape. I don't know why Blofeld decides to just throw him in this watch tower. I mean, the cable car tower, which looks like you're inside of a giant clock. Or... But this is on the way. He shows him his blonde-headed buddy is dead in the weirdest set. I can't grasp how because there's a mountain yeah. immediately behind him, but he's hanging somewhere. Can you go to that? Yeah, sure. Well, he's like hanging like upside down, like kind of like Luke is hanging in the cave in Empire. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like. They just showed him. I lo- I'll love also he's just in a cardigan. More of you. like Ward Cleaver. Yeah. You know what? In the meanwhile, I will keep you here as my guest. You'll be very useful in helping to convince the authorities Look at that. that I mean what I say. Cigarette. And I'll do what I claim. Come, let me show you to your new quarters. I love this set. The sets in James Bond. You're likely to be with us for some time, Mr. Bond. So first, a little therapy to soothe your restless nature. Oh. Positive. He was restless. Yeah. So where is he hanging from right now? He's hanging just... Oh, I think he, he, like, as though he had climbed up this. That's not a huge mountain in no, the no. distant background? No, no, no. I think he, I, th- I think you're seeing a reflection of him like underneath like the helipad. Oh, and he, like, he's tied yeah. to the helipad, and that's just a reflection of that through the window or something. He's not well, on the mountain. We may never know, guys. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling that he's like literally hanging from the helipad. I think you're right, and that mountain is in the distant background. Yes, but that's what I But it does look like he's hanging from this mountain. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's suspended between two mountains. Uh, which is the name of okay, my new memoir. Okay, you're zipping memoir. through some things. I have to. I got go, go, go. Well, that ski fight and that whole ski sh- sequence and how it's shot is amazing. They they put that cinematographer in a parachute harness, really hanging below a helicopter, so he could turn 360 degrees with the camera. And then the guy that's shooting these ski sequences, Willie Bogner, was like an Olympic skier, and he would ski backwards, holding the camera between his legs. Whoa! And that's just just play a little bit of that. I, I will as soon as the uh, DVD drive wakes up. Good uh, lord! Matt uh, brought in one of those backseat SUV DVD players. Uh, it's, oh, I love that Blofeld is just a champion skier. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is a guy just holding a camera right now on skis. It's amazing. It. It looks great. This is actually one of my favorite uh, James Bond ski scenes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I now think is it's this, the best. Again, Wait, day, what is this day for night Day for thing? night yeah. all the time. They had to back then. They couldn't really oh, they do couldn't... it any other way. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, back back in those days, the, the film exposure and the lighting, meant you had to shoot at dusk or in the day. But too bad the... the Background rear projection looks so shitty because it looks so good. It's amazing like seeing like 
in-camera stunts like that are not yeah. like digital yeah. or yeah. any of that. Yeah. I mean, it's a very like watching that today. I was like, oh, it's you don't see such long action sequences that feel like yeah, these are all professional yeah. skiers. That's yeah. why I got bummed in Skyfall when they start to use a little CG and stuff. Yeah. Because usually the bonds keep it real. Yeah. The bonds keep it real. They do. They do. They do. Then uh, a lot of that is thanks to the uh, amazing stunt crew they had that would just follow them through every movie. Yeah. Um, so James then, uh, he escapes. He gets away from the mountain. He ends up down in the little town uh, where he just happens to run into Tracy. And this is the like... only Bond Christmas movie there is. Yes. I was so excited yeah, about that. I know. Um, and and uh, like uh, all good Christmas movies... It's super dark. Like, there's a dark <laughs> element to it, yeah. and we'll get to that more. But this movie, I love a dark, it's a sad Christmas. And, and the, oh, go ahead. The, well, there's this song playing in the background that Shane was Black also should remake this. written <laughs> for this movie called Where Do Christmas Trees Come From? It's what? Like this little Whoa. pop song. God, I wish I had that, too. Um, I do like, and I talked about this earlier, but I'll bring it up again, James Bond's frightenedness of seeing a bear, a stuffed bear with a bullhorn. He screams. <laughs> if he... Um, if you can see that scene, there's some weird yeah. sound he makes when he comes across that bear. Um, that, did we miss it? I think we may have missed it because once he teams up, oh, no, oh, no, it's coming up, right? Oh no, no, he runs into it. So he, I think it's right before he sits down, or or is it, or maybe right after it. No, I think it's once right. he meets Diana Rigg, it's done. The bear is done. But a guy who is, you know, nerves of steel. You wouldn't expect him to be frightened by a stuffed bear. Yeah, I want to say something about that, too, because there's something interesting about this. I'll wait for this bear thing to happen. Well, I mean, we can talk while it's happening. We can hear the Christmas song, too. Yeah. yeah. They need love. They need the Christmas love. trees need love. Um, I feel like throughout this chase, when he, when he gets with Tracy and everything, there are moments where he's generally afraid, and you never see that in a bond Here it goes. Yeah. Here it goes. Yeah, that is weird. A it, polar bear with a camera, and he there's a look of fright on his yeah. face. It gets impressionistic, but I really feel like he's afraid here. He's afraid for his life. And you don't get that enough in a Bond film. The only other time I felt that is in Casino Royale when he's about to be tortured. Yes. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Can and you, when he has that heart attack thing where he has to like, yeah, his heart. Yeah, like he, when he's... But when's another time when Bond has seemed legitimately afraid? You're right. Like a chasing, he always seems like he's silently like, ha ha, I got yeah. away. Ha ha ha. I like ha, when ha. he's vulnerable like that. Yeah, but he has yeah. nothing. He has no gun. He has nothing. I know. And, and there's it's three nice. people yeah. after he him. He should yeah. be afraid. Yeah. But in other times, Brosnan would just be strutting through town, acting with his jaw. Well, let's not talk about the fact that he now winds up finding and running to Tracy, who is there. Which is such a, again, another coincidental, like, okay, she's here but, now. Yeah, but, but she, she says she's looking she for went, him. She went to look after him because she knew yeah. her father okay. told her where she was. He was okay. so she went there. Got it. Uh, and then they go through this chase that happens to end up in a rally race, <laughs> which ice. is amazing. It's actually <laughs> fucking gorgeous looking thing. Yes, again, the another... lighting is great in it the whole time. It's just it's well done. And uh, this they could shoot at night because they have lighting. Yeah, yes. like, and oh. the but the car scene, I, I love it. And then you get the impression I got the impression through this through this whole situation that she at some point had gone to race driving school or something like that and that Bond knew this and that's why he was okay with her driving the I whole time. I think he just knows she's a capable woman. But she's just like having a great time. Yeah. It's like hit the rush <laughs> you know, you make the argument that she's really the first independent Bond girl because even Pussy Galore 
changes to be to Bond's whim, yeah. he changes to hers. In this yeah, case. yeah, and that that's never been done as well. You're absolutely right, and that's sort of what makes her, what makes her. You go, oh, of course, of course, that she is the one that he marries. Yeah. And it's so it's so okay, so now so this then uh, they chase the, they find them they're driving down this this uh, empty road of course in in Switzerland so there's just feet of snow on either side of their car and then they end up at this barn and they end up at a barn in a scene where you see you see James Bond sort of I don't know if he's just like so grateful that she saved his life yeah. again or what but he. The, let's actually, I think you have to fill in the blanks because it's not in the movie, but my guess would be that he thought he was going to die and he goes from that to kind of being rescued by someone he realized, I do love this woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and let's, let's my job. But there isn't anything you can do about your job at the moment, is there? No. And why are you thinking about it now? Not. He's best in this scene, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking about us. Audition scene for sure. Yeah. I feel like you can always tell what scene. <laughs> They're used Tracy, to And Hazen shouldn't be concerned with anything but himself. I understand. We just have to go on the way we are. find something else to do. Are you sure, James? I love you. I know I'll never find another girl like you. Will you marry me? You guys should know we're all holding hands. In here. Uh, <laughs> but again, I just got caught up in this scene. I'm yeah, like, come on, yeah. watching the scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. It's a nice little Soft uh, focus. reprieve. Yeah, a little Vaseline on the lens. This, this movie probably has the least amount of music in that he repeats the same thing over and over. It's like there's very few variations on this theme. It's just this. I don't know what she's wearing, but it's I'm, also I like a it. more romantic love scene than you're used to. Like I feel like James oh, Bond has part sex, where, and, and this like, is yeah. gonna sound really gay, guys. But the part where he puts her in her own bed, I was like, aww, yeah. James. And then when he does that, I'm like, yeah, James. Yeah. <laughs> but this is coming off of, what, maybe 24 hours ago, fucking that girl who's allergic to chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah but she has no other allergies. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so at this point, they are found skiing. Uh, so yes. they, they have a wonderful night together. Yeah. Uh, where they're now committed to each other, uh-huh. and they have a wonderful uh, ski in the morning. They just go for a recreational ski. It well, seems. they got to get down the mountain still. Yeah, <laughs> still right. oh yeah, they're out of gas. I forgot they're out of gas. Yeah, uh, just like us right now. Uh, <laughs> so what they're doing is they're uh, they're found they're found obviously by Blofeld's people, and uh, uh, Diana Rigg is knocked out, taken to the top of the mountain. But wait, what about the guy jumping into the snowblower? I love it. The guts uh, is very Fargo. Guts. Yeah, more guts than a human could possibly. It, it's, uh, like it, it's as if... And the avalanche uh, is impressive, too. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, it's right there. Guy goes into a snowblower. <laughs> it's like end-of-Jaws-style blood. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it is... Yeah. 
It's like Amazing. it's like Roy Scheider had just said, "Smile, you son of a bitch." Uh, <laughs> and Tracy is dressed like Blofeld in this. This is a it's great. Crazy. This is a great Love shot it. of yeah. Telly Savalas uh, wearing the flesh-colored um, ski helmet or <laughs> hat. She also liked. But then we end up. So now that now that so. Throughout this chase, Diana Rigg ends up getting taken after an avalanche yes. is, ca- is caused. But the shot, what I love, I love the shot of him staring out of M's office window, which you're going to see here in a second. Is this the most visits with M of any James Bond movie? Yeah, it has a lot to be, right? Of M. So he sees that, and then it just fucking, I yeah. love that. I love yeah. this. And now he's just staring out M's window. This I could do without. Oh, wow. I don't think I... Whoa, I don't know I've caught that before. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, so it, what you're seeing in reflected in the window is is Diana Rigg being taken away. So that's obviously... Just to let you, the you audience he's know, yeah. yeah, he's not just staring out a window. Uh, so here he is in his, uh, in his uh, in I, M's office again. I think that's a studio note, by the way. Like, oh, yeah, this is replacing yeah. So he's waiting to find out. I understand. The plan, Blofeld's plan in this essentially is to hold the world hostage by threatening to release that's the weakest part mouth about disease or something yeah. like that. It's so implausible that you could hypnotize a group of girls. I mean, obviously. Charles Manson did it. But it's, but it's also like, it's the most absurd, but yet also grounded in a weird, it's like, it seems uh, yeah. so like, wait, that's it? Like, it's, yeah. But it's so big, but it's also like it doesn't seem big. I mean, the way it's executed. But also, seem big. He, what he wants is to be pardoned. So all the, everybody has to do is go. You got it, would, buddy. Turn yeah. it off. I would also like you guys. And now you're now we're gonna kill yeah. you. Yeah. To note the lighting in M's office right now, uh, and note the end of Skyfall. Oh well, to me, I it's, love the end of Skyfall. It's the almost best. the exact lighting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That they use in Skyfall too. Like there's no, it's you know, it's a, you know, after late late afternoon yeah. outside, no and real light, and it's the same the like the ship. I love that. That was my favorite. I've never gotten more excited by a scene yeah. than that last scene in Sky. And I hate getting excited by the end of a movie. Oh yeah. It's like now I gotta wait so long. That was so well done. It was such a great like. Yeah, they better follow that. through on that. Yeah. Uh, Bernard Lee's amazing, by the way. Uh, I know we've said that before. So, uh, James... Tracy and Blofeld is great, too. Yeah. James can't, to uh, he can't, uh, M says, no, buddy, you hang out. We gotta deal with this. It's not, like, our concern what's happening to Tracy. So he goes over to, uh, Tracy's dad. Tracy's dad says, sure, here's, here's three helicopters, my best men, and we're gonna go take down Blofeld. Yeah. <laughs> and they look badass in these. <laughs> they I really lo- do. Yeah, I love this. This is remi- uh, rem- reminiscent of that one where they climb the mountain. What's that? Uh, what's that? Oh, for your eyes only. Yeah, yeah. They look great in those things too. Yeah, that ski vest on. You wish to commit murder? I told you, the Submersi flight. And we're coming up on what may be the coolest James Bond the action. Yeah, ever. And Diana Rigg, of course, is hearing this, hearing that it's her father. So obviously, why not touch a chandelier? And yeah. the sh- and oddly, in the chandelier, just pictures of her father appear. So you know what she's thinking about. She is nothing. Chandelier, scalloped potatoes. In case one or both of us is delayed on the way home. Look at the, the scenery out there. Yeah, it's great. You got MIG fighters flying by them. I've been thinking about your propositions. Please, tell me more. This is military air control. There is no record of your mission. 
So essentially what they're going to do is storm. They're going to storm, storm the castle. Yeah, storm the castle. Diana Rigg has a couple fights of her own with particularly one gentleman who does not enjoy being knocked down. We missed this, this shoot and slide with the Bond theme. Let's watch the it's shoot the and slide. It's the only time you get the Bond theme in this movie, too. Oh, I you're think. right. And we were going to talk about the smoking thing, right? Well, the the the, uh, the 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 test tube. Oh, the acid that yeah. gets thrown at James Bond. Oh, right, right. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite moments in this movie. Yeah. Let's see both of those. Um, I, I think it's already happened. Yeah. So basically, just one of my favorite things, like they're having a fight inside, and one of the. Scientist just has a yeah, a bubbling, right. smoking brew like in a test tube, throws it at James Bond. James ducks, and it has bore like burnt a hole in the wall. Like, what was that, and why was it easily contained in the glass test tube? But when it came on contact with something else, it ate through glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was just the act of uh, it was volatile was it, when it was moved or something. Maybe I uh, love that the guy's like, "I get my test tubes," <laughs> and, I, and, it, and it doesn't even really have a to a much great effect. It just kind of like yeah. misses. <laughs> it's a nuisance, and you're not you're not you're not privy to what it uh, was. We didn't, we didn't miss it. I was right because he doesn't get off the plane till. So okay, yes, yeah, that one's landing. This is the most well-executed uh, yeah, plan, plan that, that I've ever seen in a James Bond movie. I like when James Bond has buddies yeah. like, to figure out something like, to, to do a attack. Like this. Yeah. Now, but what I don't like, what's happened in, in uh, Skyfall, and I think is going to be an interesting thing that they're going to have to deal with, is I don't like that he's always got someone in his ear and he can I always agree. be communicating with someone. Yeah. No more sidekicks. You can have helpers and allies yeah. and mentors, but... Ear, earwigs are tough. Yeah. yeah. You want him to be a little bit more to his own wits. She's a badass. She's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, she is uh, Emma Peel. You kind of want her own series, like yeah, you want like the Mrs. James Bond yeah. series, like <laughs> Mrs. Columbo. This is was this after the Avengers? Uh huh. Okay. For her, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Just, I love. I think that there should be a track you could have on your phone uh, of the James Bond theme with gunfire and helicopter noises I in love it. it. <laughs> that shot is interesting too. It's amazing just watching competent uh, people. Yeah, do it. And this is. I think yeah. the, the action in this movie is really well done. And you would argue because it's done by the second. Yeah. The second uh, AD director. Yeah, she was doing uh, Avengers from 61. Oh, well, this is like literally right at the end. She was doing Avengers from 61 to 69. There it is. Oh, wow. oh, there yeah. it is. Oh. That's so bad. That's amazing. That's him sliding on the ice. So this movie was 68 or 69? 69. 69. So she out. probably was shooting this during her last season of the Avengers. Yeah. Now, was that because didn't she leave the Avengers and then Honor Blackman didn't Honor yeah, Blackman? Yeah. So. yeah, Honor Blackman did. Oh, so maybe she did leave it. Yeah, because... Honor Blackman did 43 episodes, so... Uh, so, essentially, what this movie ends with is a bobsled chase down a mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a bobsled, something only powered by momentum. Yes. <laughs> and gravity. Uh, and uh, what I think is an amazingly brutal uh, sort of way for Blofeld to seemingly go, which is... Uh, to but just- also... 
get a little clipped with that. Just with get, the legs hanging. Yeah. It's, it to just get work right clipped by a. Uh, but this is a brutal fight they're having yeah, right now. Yeah, it is, and that's why I don't like this comical beat of his legs hanging at the end. I think it's just to show you that. Uh, that he, I think it's he's again. Lifeless. It's just like, it's just old school filmmaking. Like we got yeah. him hammered in. Yeah. <laughs> he's bronzed off. And that line, that eighty-yard line, branched off. Yeah. off. You got to be kidding me. It's not the time or the place. So now we have uh, we're seven seven minutes left of this film, and uh, this is it. This is my at, favorite. This is now at, as a kid. Let, I want to like just break into this for a second. Yeah. And go as a kid. This was blew my mind. The ending of this movie blew my mind because did not know that you could do something like they're going to do. Yeah. So they shot this ending with the initial intention to open the next movie with this. So this would be the ending, them driving off that crane shot. That's where right. they do a masterful crane shot of him leaving the wedding. And they would open the next movie with Anywhere her getting killed. Pleasure. But they He's decided the to keep it in. Three of my best operators. Thank God they did, because they would never have uh, yeah. they've never been able to figure out how to get her out of there. Yeah. Yeah. They just referenced Goldfinger again. What did they say? The November 64 bullion job. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Double I must confess that I've sometimes thought you a little... Um... Irresponsible. Exactly. That's exactly the word. Thank you. This time, my boy, I conquer. Now, they Look kind of on. they kind of pick it up. You get, like, I mean, it's in the beginning. Again, I'm sorry with names, but yeah. you, the beginning of that, the first Roger Moore movie, right? Don't they... Or is it the, yeah, where he's... For like, your eyes the, only. Yeah. For your eyes only. Is yes. the first one. It's, it's like also referenced in License... To Kill or Living Daylights. He was married once. Licensed to Kill. Yeah. But they, they don't they dispose of Blofeld so easily in the opening sequence? Like, he's there at the gravesite. Yeah, he's which was them Blofeld just saying, in, yeah. fuck you, McClory. Okay. We don't yeah. need your guy. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Papa? Look, the, James, I, think the I know scene that we here, haven't always exactly seen... Well, anyway, don't forget, if there's anything you ever need... The scene between him and Money, I think the look the that they exchange, I, I think is so yeah, great. Yeah, it's really nice. Remember... Obey your husband in all things. You promise me? I love her. But of course I will. As I've always obeyed you. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Well, James, I wish you luck. For the first and last time, remember? An old proverb. Her price is far above rubies or even your million pounds. Teresa, just because you're Mrs. Bond, don't forget my birthday next year. Have I ever? Both of you. Oh, beautiful moment. It really is. He's looking at money penny right now. Can I just, uh, would you think it out of, out of like, uh, like to me, this movie reeks of the the choice they could have made for this. That they didn't do was like just seeing a lot of old James Bond like characters from the first movies. Oh, all yeah. oh so yeah. like the big fish funeral. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Who would that be? So Felix Leiter's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Felix and I and I would and yeah, I didn't think... Coral Son, Coral Junior. Yeah. Uh, it would be great. Like I feel like you would even for whatever reason. It's I think it was a restraint that they even didn't put the villains there. Like you didn't see. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what if all his other lovers were there? They were like Pussy Galore yeah. and Tati. And all these women yeah. that loved him just pull up behind her oh, while Money God. Penny's crying, Love and they're it. all weeping as well. Uh, Come on, on your way. Sad Money Penny. Oh, wow. Are you guys reading Velvet, by the way? No, should we? Be? I uh, the Ben Acker. Uh, it's uh, it's it's Ed Brubaker's new comic, and it's basically the idea is what if Money Penny uh, was like the James like like. 
like she's behind this elaborate plot. Like it basically opens with like Money Penny being framed of killing James Bond. It's awesome. You should definitely okay. read it. It's okay. not right. James Bond, but it's so in the style of the sixties. It's so perfect. It's so good. I, uh, I guarantee that you both will like it. We can go downstairs right now and get a copy of it. All right. I should we'll do, do it. it. Uh, so that was to so be this the end. beautiful. I love it. You know, in Portugal. Great way to end the movie. Yeah. Miss Moneypenny, what would you do without me? I always cry at weddings. 007 never had any respect for government property. That hat is government property? <laughs> It probably has, like, bullets in it or something. You know, I haven't given you a wedding present yet. I had an idea about that. Three girls, three boys. Pleased? Mmm, not bad for a start. But, darling, now we have all the time in the world. I like how it said smooches. Yeah, smooches in the... <laughs> oh. point we do look like an ad for a flower shop and that reminds me i didn't even send you flowers now this is suspect anyway you have given me a wedding <laughs> why is he so upset about the flowers seems the like an odd the best time. i could have i think maybe he just doesn't want to be honked at while he's driving yeah i think that's pretty much this what is it on. is shut up and don't eat it all at once last words he ever <laughs> says to her <laughs> loves me instinctively well, maybe not. Infuriatingly. Intensely. In. 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 Indubitably. <laughs> First a boy and then a girl. I love I it. He makes her do the shooting. I love yeah. it. He, well, well he's, he's laid up. She's a hell of a shot. Yeah, for it's not Blofeld. aiming. Now, he says it's Blofeld as if he's going to go in there and chase. Yeah. Oh, he would have. I think he is. Had Tracy not taken a bullet to the forehead. Spoiler. Oh, <laughs> this killed me. It's what? so heartbreaking. The thing is, I love the end of this movie, and everybody talks about how this is a nice moment for him. It doesn't work for me, his delivery. I don't know why. No, it doesn't either at all. Yeah, it could have been amazing. If this was Daniel Craig. Mm. It's all right. Quite all right, really. She's having a rest. It's just, yeah, it's no. just odd that he slipped into a fantasy. On soon. There's no hurry, you see. We have all the time in the world. I mean, the holding the hand is very sweet. You just didn't want dialogue here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apparently, they did another take before this, and he cried, and they went for the one without the tear, thinking it was a little too much or something. His wife just was killed. Yeah. It's it's this. I mean, this was. He does cry a little bit, right? Yeah, he's you hear it. Yeah, but he. I guess he produced a tear, and then they end on the bullet hole. I mean, this like again, this blew my mind. Yeah. Like you would. This is so anti James Bond. Yeah. So that you talk about how going from and Casino to go Royale to, that. to Quantum of Solace. If you watch an order and you go from this to Diamonds Are Forever, it, you get a nosebleed. It yeah. feels so weird. Oh, this, the, the well, tonal like, shift is ridiculous. That yeah, that is a, I mean, that is a crazy... Oh, I feel it right then watching it. It's so sad. Yeah, it's nothing like a Bond movie until Casino Royale. They hadn't done anything like it before or after. It's still, it's such like a thing. It's an interesting thing, too, because you spent six movies with this guy. You, you know, you want him. You're rooting for him. You want him to be happy. Yeah. And then they just fucking... 
just brutally. Like, of course, that's what happens to a spy who gets a wife. Even though you feel like it's Ian Fleming when he's writing these books, going, all right, what haven't I done? Yeah. <laughs> what, what haven't I done? <laughs> um, so I have this little nugget I'm going to play here. Oh, just wait. just listen to it. This is, uh, I'll tell you about it after. It's a travesty. Where do I begin? The ways in which I have behaved I'm glad no one was keeping track of me Like a tambourine Driven by the beat I forgot what time it was I wish someone were looking out Some of you may think that I regret some of my doings. I'd do it all again if I had the chance. Just like lazy. Can I do it? This is a song by Sandra Lerta. I like Lazenby. Love oh my that. God. George well, Lazenby, uh, you know, I, I listen. I think you did a fine job. Uh, I disagree. Okay, uh, I think he did okay. I, I think that this movie with a better actor yeah. would have been more successful. It would have been great. Yeah. It could have taken the James Bond franchise in a very different direction. That would have been cooler yeah. earlier. And you may have never gotten Roger Moore. You yeah. never. Have, yeah. uh, you may have missed a lot of the missteps. Because they, uh, most people probably know this, but they wanted him back, and he he backed out. He had his like impresario friend that was all anti-establishment that talked him into saying, you know, like Bond is nobody's into Bond. It's all about counterculture now. And yeah. so he bailed. He grew a beard and regrets it to this day. I've seen him speak a couple times, and every story he takes back to, I was just getting light. You know, uh, I was getting light left and right. He is the biggest cad. All I he all he it. does is talk about. He's lovable, but he right. only talks about getting in fights and getting uh, laid. Now, Paul, have you seen the documentary on Netflix, Everything or Nothing? Um, no, I have not it's, seen it. Please watch good. it. Really? Okay, it's amazing. It's uh, it's if a, only for Dalt. Yeah, it's got Eon. <laughs> it's got Eon production cooperation with it, okay. so they can use all the clips they want. Oh, they great. have interviews with Barbara Broccoli, Michael Wilson. Roger Moore, Daniel Craig, all the Bonds, but Pierce Brosnan, George Lazenby, and Timothy Dalton. But they're all—it's—it was done very recently, so they all can look back on it, which is where you see George Lazenby talking about the fact that he fucked up by saying no to this movie, and you see Pierce Brosnan being hurt by not being asked back. And, oh, uh, I gotta see this really is like my favorite Netflix doc, Captains, which is yeah, yeah, Shatner go, yeah, well, um. I would definitely see that. My question, though, is would they have done the same movie as the one, like, uh, would they have gone and done Diamonds of Forever next? I think they probably would have camped it up a little because this was so not received well that they knew they needed to go back to that grandiose style. So I think that was going to happen regardless. But, I mean, it also... Just Do you the, think that Sean Connery could have pulled off this movie? That's the question. That's what I was talking to Mac about before you got here. Uh, I would like to have seen Sean Connery in this movie, and I just I don't I I don't know if I would ever find Sean Connery's James Bond believably falling in love. Yeah. Hmm. You know, even with her, I mean, she's even with a, Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg is arguably the I could you could. 
I could argue that that's the best. Like, if he met her. Yeah, maybe. But you were also dealing with Connery at his worst point in the series where he's just phoning it in. Yeah. And that's evidenced by Diamonds Are Forever. Right, yeah. Well, Diamonds Are Forever is a money gig. I mean, yeah. it was so like, all right, I'll come back. Yeah. It would have yeah. been interesting. God, I wish there were. You could travel from multiple universes. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I wonder if that would have sullied the Sean Connery and like mythos like that like he was in this one that didn't really work. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, I think that's a, I think it's an interesting sort of it's an interesting question of like whether or not that's something they should revisit ever. Yeah. What do you mean? Is that Ian Fleming story? If they should ever go I back. I think they should. I you think know, they should and do Honor Majesty's yeah. Secret Service again. I wouldn't be surprised if they do or elements of it. Because I could see Daniel Craig all over that thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Tonally, I just feel like yeah, it works. I mean, they've kind of done the Casino Royale has those moments of yeah. him falling in love, being betrayed, yeah. and I think we've seen that. Yeah, but at this point, he's never betrayed by her. Right. That's the thing. right. Yeah. He actually loves her until she dies, which yeah. is why the man is still bringing her flowers mm-hmm. twenty years later. Um, and I don't think if they continued on with Connery because he had one more in his contract they let him out they wouldn't have made this type of movie I think it was when Connery left that the producers went okay so what do Peter we do Hunt now? what yeah. do you want to do and he's like let's go all the way if we're not going to do Connery let's yeah. go do this new thing and I think they went let's take a risk Yeah. so it would have probably been more in the vein of you only live twice and there's anybody out there who hasn't seen this one just by virtue of like maybe they just never bothered Yeah. you have to see it yeah. you have to watch it's this. very good there are elements to it that I think could have been improved, and a lot of it in editing. I yeah. mean, editing, like I think, would have made, would have taken. I, I don't know. I think that would have actually interesting to do a fan edit of. This yeah. Or something. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Like I think that who did that? Like, didn't someone do a thing of that? Like, uh, did like Seth Green do one of like the first two Star Wars yeah, movies? Yeah. Them together. Yeah. 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 Really the well Phantom done. edit, right? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It, it to me, I feel like that is what the, if, if you just trimmed. 20 to 30 minutes off of it, I think you would be in a better zone. Yeah. I just think it's like, that's the thing I got this time. I'm like, I remember moments from it, but there's so few in But I think partially, I think partially the, f- I found the time, the length of this movie, I think I found it helpful in the thought of, okay, James Bond can fall in love over the yeah, course of this. Yeah, you need a little time. Same thing with Casino Royale. It needs but that she's long gone, break. But she's gone for such a long yeah. time yeah. Yeah. that that story kind of takes a back seat and that's why I feel like this movie is a little half-baked in as, as much as I like it and I've uh, re-watching it I've formed this theory in that like it's like the plot is the Blofeld plot is half-baked because you get to it so late yeah. and then the love story takes a back seat while you're getting the Blofeld plot and as a result you're kind of getting like three quarters of each like you're yeah. not like it's like yeah. that Blofeld plot is not really all that interesting it's more you know there's and then the love story kind of comes and go. It, it's you know, but I like those scenes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, guys, I think we really we, we, really, we really broke really into beat it. Beat this yeah. one to the ground. We, this was a good one to just discuss straightforwardly because I think we all liked it. Usually, we have a lot more to pick apart in a campy way. Yeah, yeah. but this but I one think you can't really do that. It doesn't. I think it. Well, I mean, it's getting respect at this point, but I think it just never got the respect it deserved. Yeah, now it, it's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's really good movie. It, I mean, it is very good. It's fun to watch, and it's uh, and I still haven't read Steven Soderbergh's. Open love letter to this movie. It's, oh, really? Much read. what you'd think. I yeah. Think, you know, oh, really? It's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so next up, Golden Eye. No, tomorrow, tomorrow never, never dies. dies. Oh, 
with uh, uh, well, with Jordan Morris, I believe. Well, that's yeah. good. But yeah. Good but, luck. But, uh, Enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. That's going to be a much different tone. Yeah. For James I don't Bond. got a lot of love for that movie, but I haven't. This is Tomorrow Never Dies is the Bond movie I've seen the least. It's the only one I never saw in the theater when oh, since really? I started going to see him. Yeah. I just what made you stop? I liked it well enough, but I was just—I just couldn't buy Brosnan at the point, and I just went, "Nah, these these are these well, are being was, done better elsewhere." But Brosnan goes down quick. I, I liked yeah. him Goldeneye, and then it's like, "I liked Tomorrow Never Dies," and I I, 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 will, I will I've said it before, and I'll say Wait, it again. Wait, that's one where the motorcycle chase that's in China. Yeah. Was, I, I kind of like that one too. Yeah. When I saw it, I this haven't is watched our it. biggest polarized. Yeah, this film, is the right? one where we disagree the most on, and yeah. I think I will. I would argue that this is uh, this is actually Brosnan's best. Because if you take if you take Pierce Brosnan and you look at Pierce Brosnan as he was James Bond from 1995 to 2004, mm-hmm. uh, right? 2002 maybe. Yeah. Ten years so if you Bond. look at that, if you look at that chunk of time and you go, what for you in your mind? What kind of a movie came out and was big between 1995 and 2002? And it's Tomorrow Never Dies is that perfect. Movie that yeah that epitomizes '90s action movies. I agree with yeah that epitomizes uh, the amount of violence, the amount of sex, and everything that was in it, and and just the 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 grandeur of sort of some of the set pieces, the ridiculousness of a stealth boat, that motorcycle chase. They were very big on like let's try and do something like John Woo because John Woo was huge at that point. This is why I hate when Bond movies try to be other movies. They're at their worst, except for Live and Let Die. Well, you could but you could argue that. Casino Royale had elements of born. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. and uh, and you know, I, I feel like they're always trying to do that. Like I think the interesting the reason why it's existed for so long is because it can evolve and it can. Yeah, it's malleable. You know, it's a but, malleable yeah. but, thing. Uh, I think Quantum of Solace more than anyone took after that born thing because they went for that shaky cam, and that's my yeah. least favorite thing about those movies. Well, Quantum of Solace, I, in my opinion, this is what I think, and I will watch them yeah. back to back. But I think the issue with Quantum of Solace was. It comes down to one thing: writer strike. Yeah, yeah. So they were forced to make this movie under-equipped in every way. Yeah. Like I feel like it, it, it needed a little bit more time to bake, and I think that they Definitely. were, and I think everyone on set was trying their hardest. And you know, when you're doing a movie like Star Trek, that first one, J.J. Abrams on set is going to be able to write and direct uh-huh. a good movie. Uh, I and I, I still, from what I understand, J.J. Abrams, I think it w- suffered a little bit from that writer strike. But I feel like. That director of uh, Quantum of Solace yeah. is not going to be able to get in there and no. and, and massage it the way that it needs. Yeah, yeah, but I will say been... this: it looks great. Yeah, that movie looks, looks oh, great. I, I, that, and I think, but like, but when it only when you don't have a writer there to yeah. be able to do the other part of yeah. it, it's it's tough. That's and a he tough... didn't have uh, he wanted something like twice the editing time, and he didn't get it too. So I would love to see what he would have done with that, even editing wise, with a director. Yeah, I, I feel like that that movie. It's it's disappointing because it just came off of such a. You know, I think the cool thing about the Bond movies is that they are standalone, but there are cool elements that kind of circle through them all. Yeah. And uh, that one made a very cool choice. It felt like, oh, is it just going to continue right yeah. there? Yeah. You know? Like it picks up a minute yeah, after. Yeah, that car chase, forget about it. Go that car home chase, and take up. a nap God. and call yeah. me when you're rested. Are you kidding me? That car chase is amazing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, good. Oh, I thought yeah. you were telling me to take a nap through that car chase. No, I'm oh. saying go take a nap because you're so you tired. Need to be, you need to be well-rested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch it. All right. Uh, James Bonding will return uh, in, in uh, Tomorrow, Tomorrow Never, Never Dies. Dies. Paul, thank you for thank joining you for us. Yeah, anything you'd like thank to plug really much. quickly? Nope. Uh, just well, you have the shows coming up in this because oh, this comes it? out Thursday of oh, next week. Oh, it does? All right. Well, then all right. Then I'll plug away, buddy. Well, then here we go. We have a live show at Largo in Los Angeles on December 13th. And... 
uh, you can catch the NTSF SDSUV Christmas Special. Oh. Brand new show, December 12th, takes place uh, kind of an homage to Die Hard with Tom Lennon oh. as the bad oh my God, guy. I can't wait. Uh, so that will be really fun. December 12th, 12-15. Check out NTSF SDSUV. Fantastic. Thank Thanks, you, Paul. Guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.